Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, we are going to go fully interactive for the next half hour. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, and Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltoff that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Uh, here's what we're going to do. A couple different topics. What are you concerned about as we head into... What did I do here? This always happens in this booth. Um, what are you concerned about as the orders are heading down the stretch uh, for the playoffs? Right, in the last two games, do you look at it like, hey, they found a way to win in Seattle. They found a way to win last night against... Uh, the San Jose Sharks didn't play their best. That's a good sign. I had somebody reach out today. Today, Cactus Jack texted me earlier in the show today to say, "Hey, uh, that's Colorado used to do that with Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg when they play the Oilers. They wouldn't play great, then they'd find a way to steal a game at the end." We will go first off to a text, and then we'll open up the phone line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, I don't think this is from Andresito. Out of Nelson, B.C., I don't think the Oilers can play Jack Campbell anymore. Can't stop a bloody beach ball. I'm calling up Pickard. Can't risk losing two points again. Uh, Got to have at least a save percentage over 900. I can't believe Campbell's actually in his 800s. Seems like every six or seven shots, there's a goal. Everyone cringes every time the opposition takes a shot. Well... That's going to be incumbent upon the Edmonton Oilers to see what they can do. You can also chime in on whether or not we need to keep uh, allowing the players to please themselves. And for the record, they're never going to allow fighting again in university hockey. Why? Where? Who funds it? Okay, who pays for it? Same reason why in Quebec. Like in, in Ontario, in the OHL and in the WHL, you have a lot of privately owned teams. They're not taxpayer supported and in Quebec they're underwriting the league let's go to Jim on line number one who's been patiently waiting on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline 780-496-0063 Jim what do you got well I got the same thing the last caller did he stole my thunder but you know when I hear Jack Campbell say that you know it's hard to improve his game just at practice without being in game time I think he's being actually honest about that and I think we can all agree that uh, every time he's in the pipes right now, there's this real sense of uncertainty and doubt uh, based on his past performance. And I think the, the quickest fix is to send him down to the farm where he can get game time every game and try to hone his game and bring up this Pickard. Uh, you know, we can't do any worse. And uh, But right now we're trying to make a push to the playoff. We can't put in a goaltender right now that's, uh, that's not at the top of his game right now, like Campbell. Just, just so you know, you talked about the push for the playoff and I hey you, you want to build out your game and, and find a way to, to you know the orders are 99% chance of making the playoffs right now according to Dom decision of the athletic 99% chance like they're in a pretty they're up on the Calgary Flames by 11 points they're going to make the playoffs there's no question but it's where the seating you know they got to get Campbell figured out I don't see a solution being a flip of Campbell and Pickard I just don't see that happening he's just got to play his way through it Jim that's what I think is going to have to happen here well, I disagree. I think we won't get very deep in the playoffs with him there. But well, we're gonna. He's gonna like Stuart Skinner right now is gonna be the starter. But duly noted, duly. So your suggestion or solution would be for the Oilers to send Campbell down on a, like a conditioning stand for some games. 
I you, think give them they can't. They can't. Them. Just you know, they can't. They can't even send them down. They Beca- can't. Send- no, not a, not according to the rule. Not, it, 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 no, they can't. If he See, was, blame, if he I'll was, I'll put all the on Ken Holland on this one then because he was desperate to get a goaltender. He knew a long time ago before he signed Campbell that we needed a goaltender with with Grandpa Mike cut back there and Koskinen leaving. And there are goaltenders he could have found. I think he jumped at this one. He certainly paid way too much money for him, and I think it's on him now. Okay, thanks. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's go to Crotch on line number two. Crotch, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What do you Good. think? It's a couple th- couple things here. Uh, so the first, there's I think it was in the second period. There's a sequence where I think it was Ekholm and Bouchard out with Drysdale McDavid, and they were just working the puck around. It was fun to watch. Um, Bouchard made an unbelievable pass backdoor to Nuge. I, I don't think I've ever seen a more blatant uh, penalty. Reimer full on tackled Nuge. She was going to yes. go in the net. Um, that was just shocking, but. To my my main point, that whole that whole sequence was just unbelievable. And in my opinion, Matthias Ekholm is the best trade the Oilers have made since Chris Pronger. Um, the only one that even comes close is turning Dustin Penner into Oscar Clefbaum. Yeah. Um, unbelievable acquisition it's, by Ken Hall in there. Well, it's funny, Pronger. right? Because the last caller sit there calling. I mean, I, I don't know right now, but the sense I get from a lot of people out there, I, I mean, the impact. Like, there's people, you know, Ken Holland. You can sit there and say Campbell has not worked out, but the reality is that as a general manager since taking over the orders, and hey, I wanted him to get active too, for the record, and he did. That was the biggest trade Ken Holland had made at the deadline in the last 15 seasons, dating back to 2008 when he was in Detroit and got Brad Stewart, who, by the way, was pretty good for the Red Wings. But the reality is, since Ken Holland has taken over as general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, they've had the test the 10th best record in the National Hockey League. They've been a top 10 team in the league. They're going to finish in the top 10 this year. And do you not agree they look like a completely different team with with Ekholm in? Night and day. And, I mean, Evan Bouchard is, man, he, he's probably the most thankful guy for that trade because his game has taken a complete 180. Um, the guy is almost too calm with the puck, and I mean that in a good way. Um, yeah, no, Ekholm, just absolute game changer. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, players need to police themselves. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And I was going to say, Bob, you know, as a, as a mug slinger, I heard stories about Bob Stoff from the mug slingers. So uh, those handshakes you're talking about, yeah, you got to police yourself. <laughs> it, you know what? All I'm going to tell you is when I, and that was because I played Division Two in the summer and Division Six with those guys in the winter. It was that's why I love uh, Colin Priestner did a video about Edmonton and he had Nugent Hopkins. We're never we're, we're going to get moved up to Division Six. How are we going? That was really funny. But I, I, I will. Uh, there were some guys out there that shouldn't have been starting fights. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. That, like, if you're playing on that team, uh, you're not as good a player as I thought you might have been at one time. There. Thanks for the call, Crotch. Thanks, Bob. See you later. Seven eight zero four nine seven. Never met him, but apparently I haven't played on the Mugslinger since two thousand two, two thousand three. That was like three chins ago. Um, uh, we are. What is with my glasses here? They're not working anymore. Kamek on line number one. Hello, Kamek. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. How you doing today? Good. Good. Uh, just uh, a couple comments I've heard, not only on the show but online too. So, guys that think Campbell should go down, he can't. He'd have to clear waivers, correct? Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I got to check on the actual clear date roster as well. How it would work? It might have to do with the clear date. Okay, 
But he, even if there was no clear date and you wanted to risk putting him on waivers, so... Well, well nobody would... Pete, come on. Yeah, but, like, you'd risk putting Campbell on waivers and going into the playoffs with two rookie goalies? That's just absurd to me. Well, Pickard's not a rookie. Pickard's a vet. Like, if Campbell got hurt, Pickard would be up in a second, and he has played, uh, you know, in the National Hockey League. He's he's an experienced goal. It's ironic because when he starts, Bakersfield has a chance to win, and right now when he's not starting, they're not winning. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I just want one more thing. Um, obviously, fighting in ho- taking fighting out of hockey would be a huge mistake. You'd have a... Uh, Guys out there steamrolling our stars nonstop because they know they don't have to answer the bell. Well, I'm going to talk about this with Ian Herbers later because I've watched this for 35 years at the youth sports level because Alberta's had the best. You know, right now, UNB's got the best program. They've won six of the last 11. Uh, the, the hockey that's played out in the Atlantic is uh, very aggressive, to say the least. Um, but even in the Canada West, there were times when UBC and, and frankly, with Saskatchewan, and my theory on this is you have some guys, the finality of the career sets in for players. They're 23, 24, 25. When they're, you know, maybe they've used up their eligibility. They don't care if they're going down, right? They're emotional and they get out of, and, and, you know, they're going to try to take out their pound of flesh. And that's part of what you have to live with when you're a good team. And it just, I've seen it repeatedly. I sat there on the on the bus after the game watching the conclusion of UPI in Alberta, and I was getting upset because I was like, this is bull, right? Like, it's I've seen this countless times. I was surprised Ian didn't have his team shake hands. That surprised me a little bit. Um, but it was sure. I mean, and the other thing is, in that situation, it's incumbent upon the officials to take care of it and to police it. So when you have a guy purposely run over a goalie and you only give him a minor, and then punch a goalie in the face when the goalie doesn't have his mask on and you only give him a minor, that's a problem. Because in the NHL, if you did that, you you might get a double match penalty. You might get a match for running the goal, goaltender and then a punch on a goalie. I mean, it, it, that, that might start a full brawl. So it's pretty disappointing, and I just think the... the, the in hockey, we're always going to have to have a mechanism for players to police themselves. That's that's what, where I'm going. Yeah, and then uh, one last thing. Yeah. I hope all the nurse haters saw that breakaway last night. The guy plays 23 minutes a game. He's plus 20. So it does have to do... Uh, Campbell would have to be in the American Hockey League at the trade deadline to be eligible to be sent there post-deadline. That's how it works. So he's not eligible. Okay, good to know. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Bob. Yep. 780-496-0063. we got a full board. We'll go to Mark in St. Albert on line number three. Mark, how you doing? Hey, good, Bob. How about you? Good. Yeah, just, uh, I guess, uh, a few comments. I mean, mostly about Jack Campbell. Uh, I'm really disappointed that the Oilers haven't done something with that guy earlier in regards to, like, um, actually sending him down. Uh, I, I think Now, I've obviously, they, I guess they can't, but... Uh, he really should have gone down to the minors for, I mean, the, the NHL is not a developmental league, so I mean, he should have gone down he's, there. And he's played game 170 back. games in the league, man. Like, it's not like. So here's what I would say to you: They got him to switch out his equipment and modernize his equipment, and then he played his way through it. And at one stretch in, I don't know when it was, maybe January to the middle of February. He won like eight or nine straight starts in a row. Yeah, and played pretty well. And now he's gone back into a little, a little bit of burn. There's going to be ups and downs. We just did not expect them to be this severe. Is it a concern? All day, it's a concern. 
I don't know if sending him down to the minors would have been the right call earlier in the year. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I disagree with you on that because I think that uh, the guy, the guy clearly has the skills to be. I mean, he's you know he's an elite level goalie, and I mean he made the NHL, so obviously he's an incredibly skilled goalie. But the thing is, that guy's confidence is a big, big issue, and I really do believe that they should have they should have worked harder with him earlier in the season by giving him as many games possible down in the minors so that the guy uh, you know felt really solid. But, All right, hey Mark. Thanks for the call, okay? Okay. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Yep, let's go to Fred on line number two. Fred, you're in Oilers now. How are you doing? Not bad, Bob. Uh, is that home the second coming of Chris Pronger? No, but he's pretty damn good. And frankly, he's better. Like, you know, he did have five 30-plus point seasons. He's got a chance to make it six this year. Again, I, I read those numbers. Three goals, nine points, plus 15 in 10 games. And Tyson Berry's got a goal and a couple of assists. And Tyson's a great guy. And he's not on a team with McDavid and Dreisaitl. But think of two of the three goals that Matias has scored. Like the one in Toronto and the second one last night. Those were absolute bombs. Like, you know, the only way that James Reimer was going to stop the puck last night on that second uh, Ekholm goal is if the puck hit him. He had no chance. Like, he took a slap shot from 30 feet out and just hammered it through him. It was a rocket. What do you think of putting Eklund on the power play with that shot? No. No? No. Bouchard's the guy. Eklund, and I, I expect Ahernay back in the lineup, by the way, tomorrow against Arizona. Bouchard has got to be given some time here to grow in that role and build some more confidence with it. Uh, and eventually, he'll be a little less deselective. Like, I, th- I find right now he's overcompensating and doesn't. I think the Oilers will get more aggressive shooting the puck on the power play uh, once we uh, you know, get in the final couple. If, if, if I, if my guess is Glenn Gulletson's going to go down on the path. They need to put pucks in the net earlier on power plays to create chaos. You can't make eight passes to score all the time. And it's just you're playing against better teams, against better competition. You're going to have to be a little bit more assertive. You know what, Bob? The only team that really worries me in the West this year is Los Angeles. Oh, there's there's lots of good teams in the West. There is, but that LA team, they're looking good. Like the boys down south, I don't think they're going to make it. I, well, you know what? I still think Calgary can make it. And Winnipeg's taking on now. Winnipeg better beat Arizona tonight because the Flames are going to bounce back and they'll beat Anaheim tonight. Like Anaheim's, look at their goal differential. They're having a tough year. Um, Calgary still has an outside chance to make it, um, but with LA. If you've listened to this show over the last decade, I think you know that I thought Todd McClellan was a pretty good coach. Okay, yeah. you take, you know that. You listen to the show. You know what I think of Todd. And you yeah. take a look at what he did last year to extend that series to seven games without Drew Doughty, their best defenseman. Guy plays 26 minutes a game. They didn't have Victor Ardvidsson, who's a top six forward for them in that series. Well, they, now they've also, so they're getting Doughty back. They've added Kevin Fiala, who's a big-time scorer, and they use him on the third line against third-pairing matchups, and he eats them up. Byfield's coming along, a big, rangy guy like Stutzla's way better than him right now. We'll see four or five years from now whether or not Stutzla is demonstratively better than Byfield because what often happens with those bigger Ranger guys is in time they fill out and grow. And, you know, so, like, Stutzla's a really special player. I still think Byfield can get there. They still got, you know, Kopitar and, uh, uh, you know, Kopitar and Doughty are huge parts of those teams. They got an excellent second line center. 
Uh, it's, it's, they're going to be a tough, tough out. You got that right. Great show, Bob. Take care. Oh, thank you. Nice to hear that. 780-496-0063. We go to David in St. Albert on line four. Hi, David. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you doing, buddy? Good. What do you think? Well, I like Campbell. I'm not too concerned with him. Guys got to be patient with different guys. It's better that one is struggling a hair more than the other because you now it makes it easy for you to decide who you're going to be starting in your playoffs. Yeah. But Campbell, so experienced, been there enough. He reminds me, and you tell me this, Bob, if you like Andy Moog a little bit, he's a reaction goalie. Fine. I, well, and that's the thing. Like You look at Skinner, and Skinner's a little bit more from that OR sports school. He's been coached by Dustin Schwartz every step of the way. Head placement, minimal body movement, you know, whereas Campbell is a little bit more old school. I don't know quite if he's he's bigger than Andy Moog, but interesting uh, comparable. Yeah, and so at that point, it, I'm not. That's why I'm not too concerned. If this is your backup goalie, and and you need him for a game somewhere, he's experienced. He's handled it. He's going through a funk now, or whatever you want to call uh, it. You have a very progressive look at it that maybe not everybody's uh, going to agree with today. But thanks for the call. Okay. Oh yeah, but I still look at the other way on other guys, Bob. I'm just not a positive guy. You know that. Yeah. No, no, I know. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Thanks for the call. I got to get a couple of texts in here. Uh, Colin has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, Kane, Hyman, Ryan, Shore, Yanmark, Ekholm, Kulak, Fogel, CC, Costin, Bukestead. All very good additions. All brought in by Holland, even though he inherited cap hell just four years ago. If you've ever managed anything, if you've ever been charged with the responsibility to build a team in any facet of life, you know Holland has done a great job. That one comes to us from Colin. It's 12.52. We'll take a step out. This is Oilers Now. Let's do this. For you golfers out there, if you're looking for a golf tour bucket list, New West Travel has one in October. You can golf world-famous Pinehurst in North Carolina, home of the 2024 U.S. Open as part of a five-day golf getaway. Your Pinehurst golf package includes airfare by private charter and open bar meals, four nights with spectacular accommodations, five rounds of golf, including the stunning U.S. Open at Pinehurst. Space is limited to reserve your tee time. Call newwesttravel.com. And I'll see some folks from New West Travel here over the next couple days. Uh, that's uh, Mitch has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, would you look at a buyout for Jack Campbell and go get a goalie at $2.5 million? In my opinion, he'll never be able to handle the pressure here, and that's what has him underachieving right now. He played in Toronto. There's, you know, He had pretty successful numbers in Toronto. I think what's going to happen, and you're, Mitch, you're not the only person to suggest buyouts. I know there's a couple Eastern media that have suggested that. Um I would say at this time, at this time today, I think you you know you get a, at least one more year before you even consider going down that path. That's just me, but what do I know? Uh, the shooter has taken issue with me because I said just keep Evan Bouchard on the first unit power play and watch him grow. The shooter says Bouchard's not going to involve in the power play. There's zero urgency in how he handles the puck. Some lessons are hard to uh, learn, or so it seems. That one comes to us from Shooter. Uh, Bob, yesterday was my first live hockey game since 2004, says this texter. On all four Sharks goals, I called the, go- the goals five seconds before the puck at the net. Campbell might uh, be great, and my eyes aren't the best. But what I wouldn't blame Soup on any of the goals. He'd have to have been a hero to stop one or two of them. Uh, well, he had a tough day. He had a tough game. 
like the Oilers, he battled through it, got better, made some big saves in overtime. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and back with Mark Spector, who will join us courtesy of Aquarian Renovations. This is Oilers Now.